Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. I want to pray first. Amen? Would you pray for me? Because I ain't got nothing for you today. But I know Jesus got a lot for you. So let's, let's just lift me up in prayer and, 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 and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to just have his way. Amen? Father God, we come before you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the time of worship today, my God. We thank you that we were able to worship you in spirit and in truth, my God. We know, my God, that the preaching of the word is for our edification, O oh God. To encourage us, to spur us on, my God. But Lord, worship is all about you, my God. To give you what's rightfully yours, my God. And Lord, we acknowledge this morning uh, that there is none like you, my God. That there never ever was any like you. And that there will never ever be any like you. You sit on your throne this morning, my God. And we give you glory and honor, which is due you, my God. So Lord, we thank you, O oh God, that a sinful creation like us, my God, we're able to enter into your presence in worship today, my God. To acknowledge that we are nothing without you, my God. But to know that we are the apple of your eye, my God. We love you, Lord. We adore you this morning, my God. We know that none of us deserve to be here, my God. But by your grace, by your mercy, by your love, you let us be here this morning, my God. So, Lord, we want to thank you, O oh God. We want to thank you because you are the great I am. Lord, we want you to have your way this morning. You have been having your way. But, Lord, um, as a vessel, I give you my lips. I give you myself. Have your way, O oh God. They don't want to hear from me. They want to hear from you, O oh God. They don't need me. They need you, O oh God. So, Lord, we come here hungry, my God, because, Lord, I want to hear from you also, my God. I want to receive from you also, my God. So, Lord, would you speak to your people today, my God? Would you prepare our hearts to receive what you have for us today? We thank you, Daddy. We love you, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And the people of the Lord said, Amen. 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 You know, as we were worshiping, one of the fears of a preacher is to be out of God's will, to be out of God's timing, to, to preach a message and, and know that the Spirit wasn't even in control of it or leading it or but when I sat here and I heard the worship going on and I said, Lord, it's so apropos to the message you have for us today that I started to thank him and say, Lord, we need you. There's no doubt in our minds that we need you. There's no doubt in our minds that without you we are nothing. But we need you today. And to know that we can come to that wall, that wailing wall, 
and know that he's listening to our cries. I started thinking of the Lord. How many have children here? How many have nephews, nieces, grandchildren? So we all have some type of relations with a child. Amen? I started thinking of the Lord as, you know when a child is born and he becomes a toddler and he wants to start walking? Right? He hangs on the wall. He hangs on anything, a chair. But then on the other side is who? The mother, the father, the, the guardian, the uncle, the niece. Come on, come on. You could do it. You could do it. Come on, come on. You could walk. And, and we just start encouraging and start speaking life into him and start believing that they're going to walk. That child is putting all their trust on that person encouraging them. Amen? Because they know, okay, I'm going to try this. But if I fall, or if I'm ready to fall, they're going to be ready to pick me up. Now, some of us are a little slow that, you know, we don't get there on time. But thank God that Jesus is never too slow. Amen? He's always on time. And then we go through that stage, and then we go through the bike stage. Right? We're a little older. We want to get on our bikes, and we want to start riding bike. And who's on the other end? Come on. You could do it. Come on. Encouraging spurring us on, believing that we can do it. That's how I see our Heavenly Father as we walk in Him. Amen? Can we turn to Matthew eleven twenty eight? Everyone there? Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and my burdens I give you a light. Come to me, Jesus tells us. As we read this portion of scripture, we see that a heavy burden was put on these people by the Pharisees. You know, you want to be holy, you got to do this. You want to make it, you got to do this. And it became such a burden to bear that Jesus saw that and said, hold on, time out. Why are you doing that to come to me? Why are you putting these heavy burdens and rituals to come to me? These people were trying and striving to be holy on their own merit. These people were carrying burdens that they couldn't even carry any longer. These people were feeling so 
drained out because they were relying on themselves to accomplish what God had intended for him to accomplish through us. You know, we go through life carrying burdens, right? We have loved ones. We have our, our youth that are going, you know, buck wild doing their own thing. And mommy's home crying, interceding, praying to God and saying, Lord, I need him saved. You know, we have the marriage that's struggling and we carry that burden. You know, we have so many burdens that we carry. But Jesus says, come on to me, those who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Jesus didn't say, you can handle that burden. You can accomplish it. Come on, you can do it. He says, come on to me. You know, the word come takes a responsibility on us, puts a responsibility on us to do our part. If we are walking around carrying burdens and not coming on to Jesus, we're making a choice and we're telling God, chill out, I got it. I can handle this. I can do this. I don't need the creator of heaven and earth to help me with my situation. I can do it. Jesus told us to come unto him. He wants us to come unto him. He asked us to come unto him. Because the burden that we carry, we can't carry it on our own. How many have been there, done that? But the issue is, we've been there, done it again. Been there, done it again. How many can testify to that? And again, and again, just like that bunny rabbit, right? Again, and again, and again. That's not the way Jesus intended us to live. If we come unto him, he says that he'll take that burden. And we can rest in him. You know, when we take it upon ourselves, we're letting our hearts lead us. We're not letting Jesus lead us. There's a spirit of self-righteousness that develops within us just like these Pharisees. We can be holy. We just got to do this and we got to do that. Some of us are going through burdens and man, you're just doing one thing after the other just to get out of it. You're doing one thing after the other. You're borrowing from Tom to pay Paul because you're in debt here. Right? And then you go from Paul to, to Mickey and to Ricky and, and, and to everyone else with your financial burden. 
You have a child that's wayward, and, and, and everything you're doing is from going to the pastor to calling up your, your, your friends to working it out and, and trying to put them in this program and that program. And those things have its place when we first come unto him. Those things can fall into place when we first run to him. Not to our brothers and sisters, not to our pastor, but first run to him. He didn't say, come on to Pastor George and I will give you rest. Am I correct? He said, come on to me with your heavy burdens and I will give you rest. And as children of God, we need to know who to run to. And we need to run and stay there and leave it there. Because too many a times, man, we walk in through these doors in church. And we backsack the roller, right? We're just carrying. We're carrying these big loads. And then we, we greet each other in the Lord and we're believing and we feel so rejuvenized because we're here. And then we sit down and, Lord, hallelujah. We give it to him. We kiss each other. We love each other. We take the word of God. But what do we do? Back. We pick it up. We pick up our back sack. We pick up that rolling thing. Instead of leaving it here, we continue to carry it on. We take it with us wherever we go. And that's not the way he asked us to live a Christian life. He said he will give you rest. And if you ain't resting in him, you need to seek his word. You need to seek his face. Because the Bible tells us that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a never, guys. If he says, come unto me, I will make your burden light. And you're carrying a heavy load Sunday after Sunday. Are you really coming unto him? Are you really trusting him? Are you really giving it to him? This heart is deceitful above all things. Jeremiah 17.9. This is the message. The heart is hopelessly dark and deceitful. A puzzle that no one can figure out. But I, God, search the heart and examine the mind. I get, the heart of, I get to the heart of the human I get to the root of things and treat them as they really are, not as they pretend to be. God knows your heart. And sometimes we're moved by our heart to take care of things the way we feel things should be taken care of. But we need to be careful the way our heart leads us because when we are led by our heart, we're depending upon ourselves and our own strength. 
And Jesus did not need us or depended on us to lay on Calvary for our sins. Amen? He took them knowing where we were at. He laid on that cross knowing that none of us are deserving, but his mercy and grace compelled him to lay there and to take upon our sins. So it wasn't by our own merit or strength that we earned salvation, that we earned God's grace, like these Pharisees were trying to do. They were trying to earn it and do it themselves. And they put heavy burdens on themselves. So why are we walking around with these heavy burdens? With these things just dragging us down? Like our worship pastor said, we walk around with our head down. Knowing that he's the lifter of our head. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know my situation. You're just preaching up there. Got a mic in your hand. And you think you got it all together. My brothers and sisters, God knows what you're going through. God knew it before he even created the heavens and the earth, what you were going through. The Bible says that before the foundations of the earth, Christ was already crucified. That was done before. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb, the Bible says. Amen? How can he not know what you're going through? Did God go, oops, that just went right by me. Did he? Oh, my God. I missed that one. I couldn't handle that one. Is, is that the God that we serve? Is that the God that we put our trust in? That we rely on? That we come here and exalt and magnify his name? To know that we can come in these doors with burdens and that we can lay them at his feet and we can leave them here, but we choose to take them back? God knows what you're going through. God knows your pain. He knows when you can't sleep at night. He knows the addiction you're going through. Amen? We're all going through something here. Even this preacher right here on this pulpit. There is no one holier than thou. If I'm in the right church, am I, Pastor George? We're all struggling with something. We all have something to lay at his feet. There ain't no one that can walk out of here believing that they ain't got no struggle. Because whether it be through their finances, whether it be through their home, their family, their marriages, their workplace, you're going through something. But God ain't calling us to carry that burden. And that's why as believers, we need to learn to cast our cares upon him because he cares. And the scripture says, cast all our cares upon him. Is that the Lord calling you? No. Cast all our cares upon you, upon him. 
Not some of them. God can handle it, guys. We're the ones that can't handle it. So why are we holding on to it? You want to know why? Because you feel completely do not trust the Lord. You, you, you don't trust the Lord completely. You love him. You trust him. But God, let, let me handle this because you really can't handle what I'm going through. We really fully don't have that trust that we can say, man, this is. Some of us carry it like this. Some of us are pushing it up, up that staircase. We need to ask the Lord to help us to trust him. Again, not by your own strength. He knows your weaknesses, your strengths. He's not saying, Papa, they have so, yeah, come on. He's not saying that. He's saying in a loving and tender way, come unto me. Just like we look at our kids and we cheer them on, come on, come on. You, you can do this, you can do this. You know, I have three kids. One is in his second year of college. Time flies. Your kids are this and they're this in no time. And it just flies. And then you start, you know you're getting old when you're looking at the old pictures. <laughs> Dito, I remember when he used to do this. And I remember, you know, on my, on my, <laughs> on my screensaver, I have my, my boy when he was little he's like six one six two now and i'm like wow i'm getting old because i'm putting it on my screensaver so i could remember but i remember those times when that boy used to constantly come to me for everything right trusting mommy daddy i need this i want this and how many of us we 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 make miracles <laughs> We don't need God. We, we create our own miracles just to please them and to make them happy. Right? The, the, last, the last thing he asked me for is oh, a, a sidekick too. The new one that just came out. Dad, come on. It, it's just been a week. <laughs> I'm on a church. <laughs> I'm on a church paycheck. <laughs> come on. The last one. The last one. I said, listen, you come up with more than half of it. I'll come up with the balance. Before it was, I would make every effort, but we learn and we teach them responsibility. He found that money quick. <laughs> Birthday came up, everybody gave him money. I'm like, oh man, I thought this was going to take longer. <laughs> but just like we treat our children and we love them and we want to take care of them and we want to give them everything, so does our daddy want to do that with us. You know, our, our kids grow out of the house. They're 20, 21. They're like, oh, they want their independence. They're out of the house. I got my own apartment. I'm in college. But man, times get tough. Where do they run? With their tail between their legs because they said, you know, I, I'm not going to need you. I got it on my own, right? Ma, dad, you know, <laughs> I got no money for food for the dorm. Meanwhile, they, they just bought sneakers. 
That's the way our children are. But when, when, you know, when do we tell our children no? When don't we want to help them? When don't we want to take care of them and meet their needs? You know, I look at David Guzman. You guys know him. He's been here before. He fellowships with us. And I see how this man cares for his son. Brings him lunch. Is there for him. Encourages him. You know, that's how Jesus is with us. He wants us to trust him. So it's a learning process. I remember a mother with four kids. Two were young adults and two were teenagers. And she was a young Christian. And the teenage kids were going buck wild. They were, they were, they were just, not that they grew up in a home that was broken. Not that they, you know, they didn't grow up in church because she didn't know the Lord. But they became teens, and at that same time period, she found the Lord. And, and then the other two grew up. They weren't angels, but they, they grew up. They got married, and, and the husband was away at, at, at service doing military time. And, man, she would constantly call her older kids, Mira, ta fuera, it's 2 in the morning. You know, and, of course, the older kids, you know, mom needs our help. Honey, I got to go. The wife's like, again? And, but we went out and we took care of them. That's my story, guys. That's my mother. And 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, I would have to get up from my bed and go out and look for my brother, knowing all his places, knowing that he was going to try to hide from me. But my dad was at service, so they said, oh, you know, mommy's alone. We can go hang out. And sometimes, you know, they were just hanging out with friends. But they thought they were adults. But we were constantly there trying to get them and going to wherever they were at. And but then as years went by, my mother didn't call us as much. That doesn't mean that they weren't doing their own thing. But my mother was growing in Christ. And her trust. And her burdens were not controlled by her anymore. She was learning to call upon Jesus. She was learning to give them to the one that can be at all places at all times. I could only be at one place. My other brother could only be at one place. She could only be at one place. But we serve a God that's everywhere. And when we cry to him and we bend knees to him and say, Lord, Look at my child. I don't know where he's at today. But Lord, you are everywhere. I'm casting this burden on you. Because you love him more than I can love him. Because you died for him. I haven't died for him yet. That's the God that we serve. He's died for us. I haven't died for any of my kids. And I could stand up here and tell you, I don't know if I could because I've never been put under those circumstances. But God, Jesus died for all our kids. 
He died for all of us. Because he knew that it was going to take his dying for us to see him in heaven. So if that's the, the Jesus that we serve, why aren't we giving him our burdens? Why aren't we trusting him and believing that he can handle it better than you can handle it? Amen? How many need help in that area? You know, I've sat, or I've been sitting under a, a second building project at Harvest Field. First building project was at another church I was in. And then at Harvest Fields, my second, <laughs> and my wife said, you know, are, are there going to be any more building projects in the future for us? Because <laughs> they drain you. They take a lot out of you. You know, and I've seen two separate senior pastors at times just go through some heavy, heavy things. Because you know what? God told us to do this, and we're moving in obedience. But, you know, as a senior pastor, God doesn't give you the full picture. Amen? He says, do this. I got you covered. I got your back. And you, they move in obedience. And they know that they have to continue to press on in spite of looking at that bank account, right? <laughs> zero? Jesse, zero? Where is she? <laughs> but God said, press on. Now, does, does that senior pastor just hang it up? Listen, you guys didn't give up. I can't move forward. No. He believes in what God told him. And he presses on. And man, there are times where I've seen them in their office, man. That, that, hey, listen, I'm moving in obedience. But they're just as human as we are. Amen? They, they, they sometimes sleepless nights because they're moving in obedience, but they still don't see the full picture. I can't imagine what Pastor George's well, actually, I could imagine because I've seen Cortese, I've seen Mitchell, Pastor Mitchell, go through these things. You know, I go visit the building and I saw where it was <laughs> and how far it's come in this small period of time. And knowing that there's a small budget working. But you see, he didn't rely on himself. He didn't say, you know, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to borrow from Paul. I'm going to mortgage my house. I'm going to do... No, 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 no. He's moved in obedience to God because ultimately it's not his burden. It's God's burden. And he's trusting that the one that put it on his heart to move forward because this church is growing and God's got bigger things installed for them. He's just moving in obedience. And that's the same with us.
We need to move in the obedience that he said, come unto me and I will give you rest. Take upon my yoke. For I am gentle and humble at heart. Let me teach you. You see, he didn't say, do this on your own. He wants to teach you how to rely and depend upon him. But you see, you have to take upon a yoke. How many here know what a yoke is? A yoke, you know two oxen? I know we don't have any country here or green grass or anything like that, but you know when you see the Discovery Channel or when you see a, a movie, there's two oxen and there's a piece of wood that goes and connects their necks together so that they're both doing the same thing at the same time? That's what a yoke is. Now, God ain't telling you to do things on your own. God is telling you to take upon his yoke and learn from him. So that means he's connected to you, but let him lead. Let him lead. He wants to teach you to rest. He wants to take that burden that you continuously carry when you shouldn't be carrying it. They're his burdens. Trust him. But you have to take upon his yoke so that as you move, you're moving with him, not against him. He's not going left and you're going right. He wants to move together in his timing, according to his will and his purposes. Amen? You know, in John 15, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me, and I remain in you. For apart from me, you can't do nothing. We need to get to that point in our Christian walk and say, Lord, I can't do anything without you. We wake up in the morning, you know, we, we put on our clothes, we put on our cologne, we run to work, we get our coffee. We haven't even said thank you for waking us up. You didn't wake up on your own. You didn't wake up on your own, my brothers and sisters. You didn't make it here on your own. He brought you here. He's got a purpose for your life. He's put you in the sanctuary for a purpose. And we haven't even begun to see that purpose. We haven't even gotten a glimpse of the men and women of God he wants you to be. People that are resting and walking with their head up high and trusting and making an impact wherever you're at. Because he didn't only save you for yourselves. He saved you so that you can be the light. Don't hide that light that he wants you to be. Because there are many out there that need Jesus Christ. But if they see you carrying that burden. If they see you that you're trusting on yourselves to, to make things happen. Why would they want to serve the God that you're serving? 
Mira que cristiano. Isn't that correct? They want to serve the God of a man that walks and in spite of whatever they're going through, man, they're trusting. They're saying, Lord, you know my bills, but I'm getting up in the morning. You know my struggle with this addiction, but I'm believing that one day you're going to set me free. You know when you're walking and your kid is doing his own thing, but you know that one day you might see him preaching the gospel. That same child that said, I'm not going to your church, mom. You might see him in the prisons evangelizing. That's the God that we serve. And that's the God that when we walk out these doors, they want to serve. But if we ain't showing them that we're trusting, if we ain't showing them that we're relying, why would they want to trust the God that you're... You, you look burnt out. You go to church. You look toasted. Who, who are you putting your trust in? We all do this, my brothers and sisters. I'm not, I'm not holier than thou. There are times where we lose focus. And that's where the whole thing goes wrong is when we lose focus. We need to come to him. We need to trust him. We need to take upon his yoke and believe that whatever you're going through, there's nothing too big, there's nothing too small for God. God can handle it all, but you have to believe. You have to trust. You have to take upon his yoke. His yoke. He says, learn from me. His yoke. When you're connected to this, when you're connected to this, how can you walk a victorious life if this is not in your life? If the only time you're hearing the word is when you come here and hear it preached from the pulpit and that's it. You gotta stay connected. This is your connection to living a restful life. Because the more you read of this, the more you see the miracles, and the more you begin to trust that if he can conquer with Gideon and 300, can he conquer with you? That if he can part the Red Seas and let his people walk through freely, can he conquer what you're going through? That if he can give Hannah a baby in her womb when she's crying out. Not only did he give her a baby, he gave her Samuel. What are you going through today? I don't know it, but I know someone that does know. If you're struggling, if you're not resting, maybe you're not reading enough. We trust as we read and as we learn from his word. Is there anyone here 
that's struggling and says, can honestly raise their hand and say, you know what, I'm struggling. But to be honest, I'm not even reading my word. Can you raise your hand? Amen. He wants you to take upon his yoke. He wants to take that burden that you've been carrying and make it light. Does it mean that the situation is going to disappear? Absolutely not. But you can walk through that storm knowing that he's by your side, knowing that he's never going to leave you nor forsake you, knowing that ain't nothing too big for the daddy that we serve. Amen? Can we bow our heads? I want to pray for anyone that's been walking around with a heavy burden. If that's you today, would you stand? If you say, I can't handle this anymore, Lord, it's been hard. I've been trying. God knows where you're at. He says in that scripture, he is gentle and humble. You know, like a daddy, he says, come. Come unto me. He's not telling you, you know what? Sometimes we tell our kids, you should have learned already. That's, that's not the way he's handling us. He knows because he created us. And he knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses. He knows where we fall short. All he's asking is that you come. That you trust. That you rest with him in spite of what you're going through. Because his word says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He wants to take that burden from you. He wants to carry it. And he wants you to walk a victorious life because we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. That's what he wants you to walk in. Would you trust him today? Would you take a step forward and come up here to his altar? If you're still standing where you're at, you're still not fully convinced that you need to come. Not by your own strength, it's by His strength. We need to leave it here. Whatever you're going through, we need to leave it here. God don't want you to carry it. God wants you to give it to Him. God wants you to trust Him. He loves you too much. He loves you. He loves you and He loves you. And may you never forget that whatever you're going through, He loves you. Why would He leave you as an orphan and abandoned child in the middle of your circumstances when He loves you so much that He gave His only begotten Son? That He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is a father that loves us and that we serve
And he wants you to walk out here with your head lifted up, knowing that, that whatever you cast at his feet today, it's already answered. It might be answered today. It might be answered tomorrow. It might be answered in 10 years. But you're no longer going to carry that burden. You're going to give it to him today and know that you're going to leave out of here rested, knowing and believing that that prayer request that you laid at his feet, that that burden that you gave him today, it's already done. The Bible says that he has inclined ears to the cries of his children. Look at that picture. This is the God that created the heavens and earth, has a bent ear like this, listening to your cries. He wants to take your burden today. He doesn't want you to carry them anymore. That struggle that you have and that you're holding on to, let it loose today. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord, that you would loose your people today, my God. These are your children, oh God. They love you. They walked up here not because of me, my God, because your word says to come, my Lord. And Lord, they believe, oh God, that you are able, oh God, to take that burden and that struggle that they're going through today, my God. Lord, I ask you that by the power of your Holy Spirit, my God, that you would give them the power and the authority and the strength, my God, to walk out of here believing, oh Father God, that you are more than able to handle that situation. For we know, my God, that there's nothing too big or too small for you to handle, my God. Lord, they need you, my God. Daddy, we love you, oh God. And we come to you humbly, my God. Lord, we've tried everything, oh God. We've tried to do it on our own strength, my God. But today we've come to the realization that we can't do it without you, Lord. That we want to lay it at your feet and we don't want to pick it up no more, my God. Daddy, will you help us? Would you teach us to take upon your yoke? That we would carry that word and read it, my God, so that we can learn from you, my God. So that when the enemy deceives us, we would know what your word says, my God. And we would hold on to those promises, my God. Lord, would you help your people today, my God? They come here believing, oh God, that you will set them free today, my God. We love you, Daddy. We adore you, oh God. We know that most of us should have been dead. But your grace and mercy, your love, your caring, your patience, oh God. Lord, we want to leave here strengthened and rejuvenated, my God. No more carrying and, and putting our heads down, my God. But walking out of here believing, oh God, that it's done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you. In Jesus' name. I'm tired of telling you, 
You know, when you, uh, when you go to an airport, they make you check stuff that's too heavy for you to bring on board. They make you, they, they ask you, can I check that for you? They, it's, it's too big for you to carry. We're not going to let you bring that on the plane. Man. They usually have a little box, and if your thing don't fit in that box, you can't bring it. Many of you are standing here today, and some of you I know did it in your seats, but you checked some stuff. You checked some of that heavy luggage that's been weighing you down. You checked some of that. Let's, let's do something a little differently, though, that they do at the airport. At the airport, they give you a claim ticket. And when you get to the other side, you can go pick that back up. Right now, in the spirit, I'm just forcibly taking your claim tickets and tearing them up. So that you can never be connected to that baggage one, once again. So that you can't find it, you can't claim it, you, can't, you have no right to it anymore. You brought it to the cross, you brought it to the, to the burden bearer, and he says, now it's mine. Leave here like it's lost. Leave here like you have no connection to it anymore. Leave here like you can't find it. Whatever it is that you needed from there, God is going to re re replace it better. Amen? So consider yourselves, <laughs> the baggage has been lost. The ba your baggage has been taken. Your luggage has been lifted. Release it. Don't go looking for it because it's gone. Amen? Amen? It's gone. When you go back home in the normal place where it normally is, it's gone. It's not there. When you look in the closet, when you, look in, when you start looking back, it's gone. It's not there anymore. It's been taken from you. It's been lifted. It's been removed. Even now, it's being cast into the sea of forgetfulness. And I don't know if you've ever tried to search the sea for a bag but it's pretty pointless it's gone God, God said as far as the east is from the west I've removed your transgressions from you thank you God thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord that you've made us lighter thank you Lord God that you've lifted our load and Father right now we put ourselves into that yoke that's easy and that's light and we stand and we walk in it from this day forward, Lord. I pray that over those. I pray that over this church. I pray that over our family. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.